Movie Stuntastic is a podcast about bad movies and the people that love them. But it's more than just a podcast. It's an, also an online presence. If you want to know more about Movie Stuntastic or want to become a part of Movie Stuntastic, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter at Movie Stuntastic. You can find our blog at boothreviews.blogspot.com. Or if you want to give your own reviews that we might use on the show, you can go to reviews.moviesuptastic.com and check out our, our own little lunch.com community for Movie Suptastic. Check us out and become a part of the show because the only thing more fun than a bad movie is sharing it. In the not-too-distant future, wars will no longer exist, but there will be rollerball. Imagine a world without nations. A few of us making decisions on a global basis. Controlled by corporations. No sickness, no needs, and many luxuries. A society that has abolished love and hate, aggression, and individuality. And replaced them with the most fantastic entertainment of all time. Televised to two billion hypnotized viewers. It is more than a game. It is rollerball. James Caan, John Houseman, Rollerball, Rated R. You are listening to Movie Sucktastic. It was bound to happen. Yeah. Welcome, Welcome everybody. everybody. Finally, 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 we're we're back. back. Welcome, Welcome to the movie Sucktastic. Yeah, we're just really... a you know small pandemic hiatus. That, that, you know, I mean, it happens. It but really doesn't actually, but uh, it is happening. It's like it's we're like yelling, yelling into the, into the wasteland. wasteland. It's already, it's already done. done. <laughs> well, let's hope not. Right now, right now, we're, we're, right now, we're right just, now, just documenting, 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 documenting the, fall. the fall. That's, That's it. it. We, we nothing left but a layer, layer of dust. dust. Jesus. Uh, echo. echo. <laughs> There's an echo? echo? Oh. Echo. Is, you have an echo? Yes. Yes. Now, now I know. No, I do. No, I, do. I, do. I, still I still do. do. Well, you, oh, boy. All right. I've been having nothing but sound problems. Um, <sighs> Are we all? all? We're all having problems, problems, sir. sir. Let's and see. Right, right now, tonight, tonight, our problem, problem is, is Rollerball. 
Rollerball. 1975. How's, is your Echo gone? Uh, yeah, it is. Thank you, sir. Oh, you're welcome. Yes, <sighs> we are back, and we're reviewing the after because the Oscars caught us right off guard, and we never got around to it. But we were right back on track to schedule where we were supposed to be reviewing Rollerball. I even rewatched. We I, I don't know if you revisited it since the last time we were supposed to review it, but I have. I didn't rewatch it. No, <laughs> I didn't bother. All right, I'll, I'll fill in the gaps for you. Don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had, I had some notes written down. I'm going to find those. There they are. Can I just say, I mean, you know, once I get started, t- once I got started tonight, I'm glad that we're doing a show. But I could, I just wasn't feeling it. I know. I, I know. But that, that that's for me, it was like, you know what? Uh, the, fir- the last week, definitely, because I was transitioning to working from home. Man, I'm back. Pants optional, baby. I'm back. <laughs> but, oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, every day I'm in shorts. Every day, t-shirt. It's great. Yeah. But, you know, the thing is, it's, for me, uh, it, it, it is quite temporary. Because my job is not a job that I can do remotely from home uh, for the most part. Um, during upgrades, 100% of my job it requires me to be on the road. Uh, when I'm not in upgrades, um, I could possibly w- work from home sometimes. If there are hardware failures, then yeah, I got to be on the road. So, you know, my job is, you know, most it's mostly not in the office or working from mm-hmm. home. So, uh, I mean, it it is what it is. Personally, I love not being behind my desk. I would prefer to not be working from home, Dude. but I also would prefer not to get sick. So, uh, yeah, I'll stay home. Dude. Dude. What? I haven't left the house since Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Where did you go uh, when you left the house? What what, what got you out of the house? I went to work. I was oh. the last person there. Like last week, it was just me and nobody else in the office all week until we finally got everybody hooked up online. And I I, I drove from work to home, and I haven't left since. <laughs> and it's fucking beautiful. So I know we're not talking about movies right now, but, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're letting everyone into our lives when we do this. So well, um, have you done anything? This is a topic. Yeah. This is a topic that, that, that is really, obviously, is re- it's, this is a major fucking, this is a... This is going to be historical. Well, it's already, you know, it's... already historical. So uh, it, it's really hard not to talk about it, especially with everything going on and the lifestyle changes and the economic right. changes and the fucking insane changes. But uh, it, I think it has to be acknowledged and we have to kind of and it kind of underline that's why we're still here doing this because you can't just drop everything. Oh, you know, and if of you're course. Working for, you know, yeah. You know, all this shit would like musicians on balconies and comedians you know their front yards i don't give a fuck that's whatever really <laughs> you know, I mean everybody was in, in contact before this the the that part hasn't changed everybody is just as connected as they were before more so at work but at home people are just as connected as they were before but they're using it more now and uh it's going to affect the mood and people just want to keep the mood up. And I think that's why we got to just come in here and, and sure. talk about rollerball. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the irony is this film is about a futuristic world, uh, like this dystopian, 
uh, you know, there's no more war, but there's rollerball. It's the only thing that connects everyone. And uh, you can tell that this is a type of future where something like this wiped out, you know, a large population. No. And oh, I get that at all. I don't, I don't think there was any kind of uh, apocalypse. Not apocalypse, but just something major happened where it changed. Because they they don't talk about it, but they drop talk, they drop hints about the whole idea, of, and, and they try to research it, but they can't. Of like the corporate wars and who were they and who won, and it's basically like the corporations took over the government, and it, it, this is kind of a weird like dystopia right. where. And it's in a bunch uh, of different branches, uh, like there's yeah. a, the Earth branch, and there's um, you know uh, the science branch, and all that bullshit. Well, yeah, not that science but, but, is bullshit. We could use a little of it right now. But, but the important part is that it's 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 the the government is now officially run as a business, and the 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 most unbelievable thing about this is the fact that they run the government like a business, and mm -hmm. it actually works. I mean, it's like a false utopia where everybody, like, they ha everybody has creature comforts. There's no, there's no crime. There's no poor. And if a, if the country was run like a business, that would never happen. I, I just, that's just, that's impossible. So this is a, this is a weird dystopian future where government does well, but it's still dystopian because they're trying to eliminate the individual and smokescreen everything over and everything because they're, yeah, of course, the corporations, of course, they're fucking evil, soulless bastards. Well, of course. I mean, it's, it's, it's hand in hand in hand. <laughs> hand in hand. Right. No. Now, into all this, Wade's mumbling James Kahn. <laughs> yeah, only, uh, only what, three years removed from The Godfather where, oh, he, played, I, where I just, he played Sonny? I have, I have a note right here. Great. Two hours of watching a befuddled James Kahn think things through. <laughs> I, 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 here, this is like every every like if you just fast forward to a random scene, odds are it'll be him going. Uh, I, I understand that, but but still. <laughs> and, my, and by the time he figures everything out, you don't care. No, you don't care. Yeah, <laughs> but they're I'm forcing ahead, but I'm they're for, they're forcing him into early retirement. And we back yeah. up. We back up to the opening because I think the opening is very important. Like the yes. opening ten minutes of the film is how they're handing us this whole universe, right? Right. So can can we talk about the 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 weird opening music? <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. Which is also the weird closing music. Yes. What the fuck was that? I fully I. Dude, I I, I don't know, man. Dun 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 dun. <laughs> Whatever the fuck. <laughs> I mean, it came out the same year as uh, as Jaws, and Jaws used music to no, uh, but very Jaws was much original music. This was like fucking Phantom of the Opera or something. Oh no 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 no, no no! I know, but I, I I don't know, man. A lot of these it was studios. Like a Frankenstein opening. Well, no. What I'm getting at is this is uh, who released this film. Was it was it Warner Brothers? I don't remember. Oh, hang on. I'm on, I'm on the page, but but IMDb fucks with me when it comes to this Hold stuff because I don't I don't watch like the pr the production companies as much as you do. Well, it's not so much. It's MGM. Okay, so it's MGM. Uh, okay. Yeah, so it's MGM, and uh, obviously Jaws was done by Universal, and at the time they're competing uh, studios. I would not be one bit surprised if the the reason why they tried to go 
you can call it boldly with the music is because Jaws, John Williams, he's doing this original music. It the music is a part of the movie. It put you know it it's you know like the whole thing. It's like it's as as relevant as the shark itself. So maybe they say, hey, we got to do something with music with this. We have to try and just make it sound at least like it's like it's larger than life so so they went to the so they went to the person involved with music and said listen uh we, we need that we need a, a musical centerpiece that'll cat that'll that'll bookend uh a sci-fi futuristic sports movie and they said you know what frankenstein go with that what the fuck <laughs> makes no sense anything you can say that makes no sense it's the dumbest opening song it's like what there's just oh, i'm not de- i'm not defending it it's shit <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, no, oh, it, it by, sucks. By the way, I, if there's one thing I hate more than like that they don't have proper credits yet in this time period in the 70s, is I really it nothing irritates me more than when they bring the title card up up right. the title card up, and then they slap a copyright under it. Oh, yeah, you dipshit. <laughs> That was not. That is totally unfucking called for. We know it's copyrighted. Put it in the back. Put it in the back. That hurt, that that irritated me. I almost took a screenshot of that. It was like, no, no, no. Don't waste the space. Don't waste the space. But they did. But you, you agree with me, right? Of course, I. Oh, it's horrible. All right. I, 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 no, 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 no. Listen, uh, I, I'm I'm not. My vitriol towards it is not what you have, but I agree. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, and where yeah. does the film take place? Oh, it's in New York. No. No. Oh, no. Houston. Uh, in Texas. Texas. Yes, Texas. Bam. Bam. That's right. The uh, yeah. the the finale is a, the, for the 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 championship is against New York. Yeah, they're they're the Houston team. Yeah. Yeah. Texas. <laughs> I have uh, some concept art for uh, James Kahn's number. It's uh, number six, uh-huh. <laughs> and it's uh, it'll it'll pop up on the screen soon enough. <laughs> Did you now? I I I noticed it, and I didn't bother going back and trying to freeze frame one out. But I kind of noticed at first when in the opening sequence, the, the, right. the you know title opening titles, when the crowd they have the flyers for Rollerball, and it's red and it's got like a black rollerball dude like silhouette i kind of saw a glancing i didn't think too much about it then later it was like wait a minute was that like kind of like a, a kind of underhanded swastika i may let me take a quick look i may have just, just because it, it occurred to me briefly afterwards like you know are we going for kind of like a corporate fascism which you know isn't too much of a difference really and, and I, I just don't know if that was in there and it just never really got caught, and they didn't push it. It would be like the one fucking uh, um, metaphor they don't fucking push into the ground. Right. right. Um, let me see. Do I have... I don't know if I have that poster. I thought I... I grabbed a bunch of different ones. Uh, uh-huh. I found, and I don't know if this is promotion for the movie back in 75, or if someone did this, but the it, the screen will come up soon. It's the Incinerator Mark VI, produced by Luxury Corporation. 
Six custom guns manufactured and presented to each chief executive officer of the six global corporations. Energy, transport, food, housing, services, and luxury. 666, right. Yeah, and it shows the gun that they use in the movie. So I don't know if this is promo from all the way back in the 70s or someone did this now. Either way, I love it, and I put it in the slideshow. Oh, you got to send me that slideshow uh, when we're done. Okay. So I grab the stuff that you don't have, that I don't have. (laughs) Uh, yeah, we'll talk about that gun. Um, uh, I don't have yeah. that poster. Um, it doesn't look like I have it. It might be in one of the stills, we'll like kind of in the background, but... We'll find um, it. We'll find it. Yeah, but yeah. I, I'm just saying, I, I'm pretty sure I saw that, and I I, I do like... I, I don't mind the dystopian concept of the soulless uh, corporation controlling the masses... And placating them, I mean, it's it's very brave new world, uh, you know. To a certain extent, I get it. Right. Uh, no problem with that at all. Uh, but dude, the fucking camera array, <laughs> just just like just someone took an antenna and slapped random camcorders on it. So the those aren't zooming or panning anywhere. Who are you fucking kidding? That was that was an abortion and a half. I I I, I took a screenshot just of that. I was like, oh my god. I think I deleted is... it because it was too blurry. Because oh. it doesn't really hold constantly. But that's just a horrible fucking setup. The, the, and this is a... Even at this time in his career, a seasoned pro for directing. This is Norman Jewison. I mean, this mm-hmm. guy... <laughs> this, <laughs> this guy knows what he's doing. That's the crazy part. Well, he does. He, he does. There's a lot of... Uh, definitely, a per, you know proper frame there's a lot of proper framing uh it's it's he's he's in the very established shots he doesn't move the camera around a lot you right. get, you know, except for the rollerball sequences so uh, the whole film is like a static almost a static or slow panning shot except for in the rink and that's kind of done for a reason you know because then you, you you notice the smash cuts and everything becomes more right. hyper so it actually calms you down you're it's almost like it's sedating you like the state is by giving you the creature comforts everything's panning slow deliberate and then once you get in the rollerball cage bam slap shot slap shot slap shot you know <laughs> well and, and you know it, it's it's interesting um what, what's interesting about it is this film came out uh in a time period where you know they're trying to get more sci-fi movies in the theaters you know star wars is two years removed but you know night um 2001 uh, had come out already. Uh, you know, Logan's Run. I mean, like things like that. Oh no, Logan's Run was what? Shit, that was seventy six, wasn't it? Ah, uh, don't throw number. You're the numbers I, guy. Don't even. Yeah, ask no, that now. no. Logan's Run was seventy six. Um, so yeah, seventy six. But well, you know, se- it, the seventies. The seventies was very heavy on exploitation, and it was all seventies was was basically fantasy fulfillment of every kind. So it was all. It was all cheap comedies, uh, bloody action, wacky sci-fi slash fantasy, or just degenerate porn, and all of which I like. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> oh, but that's yeah. that's what the '70s was. The '70s was just pretty much it was like it was like a, a movie orgy. <laughs> you know, not, not quality, all quantity, all give it to me, give it to me. You, you got to look for the silver linings in there. Yeah. Yeah. Um... yeah. Well, you know it. Well, like look at the screenwriting, screenwriting, for example. Um, you know 
they just show you this track. They show everybody setting up. They show everybody playing, and then they say, "Everybody, please stand for the corporate anthem." It's like, bam! I know where we are. You don't have to explain anything else. I know what's going on. Dystopian society, corporate overlords. This is they're appeasing the masses. I'm in. That's it. You've you've explained everything in fucking five minutes. Yeah, yeah. That's no. why that's why we had to fill an hour of time when James Con. Uh, I, I get that, but uh, I don't understand. <laughs> are you okay? What are you doing? What are you doing? Are you scrolling? I, I'm, you doing? I'm, I'm looking up something very quickly. What are you looking I'm, up? Well, I was. What are you doing? I, you 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 sound distracted, and I, I can't work if you're distracted. What are you doing? <laughs> are you paranoid? What are you doing? <laughs> All right, I'm gonna stop doing what I'm doing. Right, you have that. my full undivided attention. I apologize. I'm in here, and what are you? What are you? What are you doing? Like, like, like getting quotes for something? Stop! 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 stop, stop. Uh, yes, I'm getting online quotes uh, for car insurance. Uh, I thought this was the best time to do it. I'm sorry. Shut up. <laughs> Could save you 15 uh, minutes. I, I did have 15%. in my notes uh, to close yeah. the whole opening sequence that I've, I've kind of hung up on. Is this film successfully duplicates the boring mundanity of watching sports on television? Like the entire uh, rollerball sequence, I was like, "Uh huh, yeah." <laughs> I, I, I'm waiting. You know, it's just let's get to the dialogue because it's so good. You know, it's it's interesting that they chose roller derby for the the sport that's you know that uh, the whole world comes together to do, not football or basketball or hockey or baseball or even some you know, hybrid sport that might combine a, a few of those or roller derby. Well, I, the whole idea is there is a violent sport. And so a violent but, sport that they can do in a low budget, what else are you going to do? But roller yeah. derby, is, even to this day, isn't a sport that has ever really caught on. It's something you they do tried. on a Saturday but night. There were quite a few roller derby films in the 70s uh, all the marbles with uh, Peter Falk. I mean, that's a classic roller derby. Wasn't film. there a, a roller derby film with Linda Blair too? That's just roller. That's that's just roller boogie. That wasn't. Oh, <laughs> roller boogie. Uh, you're right. I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we reviewed that one, sir. Come on, get back, get back. I don't think we did review roller boogie. Yeah, we did. I'm pretty sure yeah, we didn't. We, we, dude, we really. I, I'm the one that's been drinking. Trust me, we really reviewed Bolt Roller Boogie. I mean, I know we reviewed a couple of Linda Blair films. I'm no, sure I, have, I still have screenshots I took for that episode. Dude, I remember that episode. We reviewed Roller Boogie. Did we? Yes. <laughs> See, yes. Here's, the, here's the problem. Yes, and guess what else we reviewed with Linda Blair? Street Savage. Yeah. Or Savage, Savage Streets. Streets. Savage Streets. Yeah. And, th and that, I think, one of, one of those led to the other one. Uh, Possibly. Probably. Dude, we you're let the me, one that's supposed to be telling me this stuff. I'm well, sorry. Let me tell you, it, we, we're at a point where we're in the hundreds, of, ep hundreds of episodes. Mm -hmm. it's, it's why we're going year to year now. Because <laughs> it, it was getting too hard to track this shit. Yeah, I, I I lost track of my spreadsheet. I got to get back to it. I got more time now than I'm working from home, so we're good. I mean, all I got to um, do is pull up the the iTunes, uh, right? Uh, the iTunes feed, and I can confirm if we've done it. So, 
I, I, just trust me. Uh, we really did. <laughs> this is not. It is, there's no uncertainty at all with me. Trust me, we did it. Damn. Now, so the opening is pretty. Sus- you don't really need to know anything more about the film, other than what's very, very shortly revealed is that uh, one, the corporation commanders do whatever the fuck they want, and apparently that included stealing James Khan's wife. Yeah. So, so he already doesn't like the corporation for some reason, and uh, the the whole the whole plot that it's a very it's it's very it spreads so thin over the whole film. The whole concept, the idea, is the government wants people to think of uh, no individuality. They want the whole. It's not the, it's not individuals in the team. It's the team. It's the rollerball team. The people. It's all about a united whole. So they want to get rid of Jonathan E., the only person with anything other than a first name in this film, by the way. Oh, wait. I I was just... Sorry. (laughs) I am so sorry. (laughs) I... (laughs) I get... Yes. I cry. Yeah, you are correct, sir. Jonathan E. Uh, yes, that's uh, that's James Conn's per- character. Only yeah. person in the film with anything besides a first name. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Very John- important. The reason they don't they want to have him get they want him to retire is because they don't want people cheering an individual. They want a team. It's it's not a game that's meant to bring up a hero. It's just supposed to keep just killing more and more people like a war just endless fucking violence for the sake of spectacle and jonathan he is too much of an individual and so it's all about individual versus society that's the whole film it's the whole concept of the film spread out over two hours of mumbling james Kahn and an occasional uh roller derby event yeah and that's why they want him to retire yeah because he's becoming more than uh like you just said it because he's becoming more than just a player and i'm sorry uh, John Houseman, I can't take him seriously as a villain. I, I can't help it. <laughs> you can be stopped. <laughs> the, it's the paper chase guy. Anytime, all I see is, oh yeah, paper chase. Uh, not a, half of you will not be here this next semester. So yeah, fuck off. <laughs> or uh, you, can think of, you, you can think of him from Scrooge, America's favorite old fart. <laughs> exactly, yeah, that, that is that does come to mind. You can't avoid that. Bah so, humbug. <laughs> It's yeah. I think he's a great representation of, like the the elder corporation, the the, the old white guy. Right. Uh, it's just it's just hard to take him seriously because that's how I see him in my head every time I see him in anything. He's kind of a caricature caricature of himself at a certain point. At that, uh, yeah. Which is crazy because at, at his point right. in his career in 1975, he he'd done tons of shit by then. So, and all I can think of is like him playing uh, God. In Time Bandits. Oh, God, that's right. Did you hear they're rebooting Time Bandits? Yeah, I'm all for it. Uh, Taiki Waitiki, the guy uh, that did Jojo Rabbit, is supposed to be doing it? Oh, great. I have no problem. I'm not even concerned. Go for it. Yeah. Because I mean, whatever they do, it'll be different. It won't just be the same thing. There's no way they can just copy it scene for scene. And they're not going to want to? So fine. Great. Bring it. Exactly. They'll have nodes, uh, or they'll have nods to the original film, which is fine by me, too. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. It can even be tongue-in-cheek. It's a fucking fantasy. It could be a sequel. I would prefer a sequel, honestly. But yeah. I'm fine with a reboot. Because maybe the great. reboot will spawn a sequel. That'd be cool. That so be you're cool. right. We did review Roller Boogie. It was I know I'm right. That's two, that, why, over 200. Why this? Well, because I just needed... Because I don't remember reviewing it. <laughs> really? I really I don't remember. Vividly. Um, episode 114. So it was over 200 episodes ago. Mm-hmm. Um, we reviewed that film seven years ago. Yeah, I remember. Dear God. Um, I don't know if you wrote the synopsis or I did. I'm leaning towards you, though. It's probably me back then. It was probably me. Why? What's the synopsis? Uh, sunny beaches, roller discos, making out on dumpsters, humor, sexual assault, strange fruit trucks. Welcome to the wonderful world of Roller Boogie. That was definitely me. <laughs> I don't even remember that, too. Like, I remember us reviewing the film. I do not remember that opening. But that's definitely, like, I hear like just some of the stuff in it. That's not you. No, it's not really something I would write. No. It, it, if I wrote that's that. Negative. It, it's just, I, no, 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 I, I agree. You, yeah. I know your sense of humor. I know I know where you come from with original stuff. And I, I just know that it just sounds more like me than you. Yeah. I mean, if I wrote that, it's just me trying to sound like you, I think. Aww. And th- that's no, that that's, that's, um. I'm, that's a compliment. I, um, I know. That's why I went, aww. Yeah, like the one underneath it, I'm pretty sure I wrote. Set in a post, that uh, one? Solar Babies. Set in a post-apocalyptic future where a group of roller skating lacrosse players imprisoned in a fascist orphanage, complete with roller rink, escape on a well-paved desert road to help a glowing ball restore the planet's water supply. No, you wrote this. Because then you write, no, really. <laughs> that's me. <laughs> that, that's, that's, that's totally you. Honestly, I, I was convinced it was me. Start reading it again. I'll, I'll tell you to stop when I was convinced it was me. Uh, set in a poke, po- well, I know where it is too. Uh, set in a post-apocalyptic future where a group of roller skating lacrosse players imprisoned in stop. a fascist. Stop. That's me. <laughs> post-apocalyptic lacrosse players. That's definitely me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, we, we also watched Rollerball, and. Uh, yes, we did. I wrote this one, <laughs> and and this will be the last one. It's Fatal okay, Beauty yeah, with, with Whoopi Goldberg. I know I wrote this one. Uh, just because I included this line and I'm the only one that would even know about this. So it's like Fatal Beauty is a dangerous new drug on the streets and only Whoopi Whoopi Goldberg can stop it. With a supposed deleted sex scene, bad dialogue, and terrible gags, this is one you won't want to miss. Trucks don't bleed. (laughs) Yeah. That's definitely you. You know what? I have to go back and finish the poem, the, the, the found word poem I was making out of the dialogue of that film. Oh, yeah, that's right. You were doing that. Yeah, because I had Trucks Don't Bleed. It's probably... I, I'm going to dig. I'm gonna see if I can find it before <laughs> we finish. But I have to go back and finish that because I, I think I was on to something there with, with my with bad movie poetry. I need to get back into that. And I, I think the quarantine and the end of the world is a perfect time to do that. Uh, the end so, of the world. You think the COVID-19 is going to end the world? No, no. Uh, it, it will for a lot, I think it's a lot gonna, of people. I, I think it's going to change the way we do shit. Oh, it, it's gonna ch- it's gonna change a lot of things. It's gonna, it's really it is uh, from from attitudes through expectations. Uh, a lot of stuff's gonna change, I think, uh, and for the better, I think, in the long run, yeah. uh, for all the wrong reasons. But uh, I'm just gonna reach my book bag. Give me one second. Hold on. Wait, 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 talk about the movie. Talk about the movie. I'm gonna talk about the movie. Uh, actually, I was gonna talk about uh, 
uh, restaurants in New York City. There's this one um, ramen restaurant where you basically sit by yourself in a cubicle. They lift up a little hatch and they give you your food and you sit alone and eat. I think more places like that are going to open up after this. So when John Houseman goes into the locker room and talks to them, yeah, when, when he when he when he gives uh, uh, what's his name John Beck the drugs. Oh right, I, you're still. I have your still in the in the slides. All right, all right. I gotta. I actually that. end the slideshow with that. That's the last frame. Here's the problem. For some reason, I was under the impression that that Moon was just pie. like a weird slang that he was using. Oh, and it wasn't. I didn't realize it was the character's name until later when I was like, "Wait a minute, Scott, that's Moon Pie." <laughs> <laughs> so for me, it was just like John Houseman all of a sudden going, "Sweet trip, Moon Pie." <laughs> <laughs> so, so that was totally me out of my mind. At that point, I'm, I'm just like, I'm not even. I'm not thinking straight anymore. Forgive me. <laughs> that's where that no, came from. No, no. Um, oh, and, and the, the thing is too, it's, uh, the people that come to these events in the film, you can tell that when they leave, they, they're realistically going back to an unfortunate situation. They are not, uh, being treated. Uh, they don't have the luxuries that James Kahn has for playing this game. When he goes back to his house, he, he gets a new woman every so often, which, you know, which is weird because they're 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 um, rewarding him as an individual, right? Feeding the concept of being an individual seems like a very bad move on their part. I don't even think they realized it until it was too late. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. But that, yeah, that's I, yeah. I mean that's that's a flaw in the film that could be blamed on a flaw of the philosophy of those in power. I'm being generous. That's that's just me. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, like you, you get a little taste of that, like him coming back. Like he has a, a one of his trainers come over, and he's got a whole table full of food and fruit, and you know they're drinking expensive wine and and taking uh, drugs, <laughs> uh, liquor. They are. They're, they're taking like they're taking oh, yeah. like uh, Valium or whatever. Something they're doing something, you know. Something and it feels good. Yeah, and hey, hey, Jane, hey, hey. Yeah. Sweet dreams, Moon Pie. Hey, baby. Sweet dreams. Um, so, so it's you, you know they in there. yeah right. So it's you know they try and force him into early retirement uh, for the reasons we've already noted. But under but normal James Bond doesn't understand. No, under normal circumstances, it would be like, yeah, I'm gonna retire and live the good life for the rest of my life. You know, oh, I think I. By the way. Uh, what sells me 100% that this is a corporation-run government is the fact that the state's color or whatever organization, the state's color is, is orange. Oh. Who the fuck shows that? Everything's orange. Everything. Everything's orange. Even this shot that, that's in the slide right now, the whole the room that he's in is orange. Yeah. I, I So I'm not sure what the metaphor is in orange about, like, living hell, I guess. You know, whatever. That's a bit of a stretch well, for me. Well, I mean... If you think about it, you've got red, uh, you know, for for your your right. You've got blue for your left. The, the so Japanese came up, team was yellow. It was yellow. Yeah, that's some racist <laughs> shit right there. <laughs> and you know it. 
Uh, yeah. When I, <laughs> I, I, have, I have a nice slide there when they have the whole Japanese team bow to them. It's like, oh, you motherfucking 70s. Man. <laughs> Where well, they could get away with so much. Yeah, I mean, you could do that now if the team won. <laughs> That's the, how uh, you get away with that now. So, yeah, yeah. Don't, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Stop it. Stop that. Stop, 70s, stop. Stop doing that. Ugh. I, I did think it was interesting, like, the corporate system ends up being a caste system, which makes sense. Yeah. You know, that's the way the businesses work, which, you know, if you want the bi- country run like a business, you're going to have a caste system. And there's very little, chan- very little chance for uh, advancement in a caste system. Well, let me, let me ask you, um, did you watch or revisit the reboot of this film? The night 2002 Rollerball? I didn't either. Ending. I got other things to watch. I rewatched <laughs> The Joker. That's what I did with my time, sir. Uh, oh, did you? <laughs> yeah, I've been watching no, a lot of no. movies lately. I meant to, but did you? Did you? I did not. Oh, good. I, All right. I, that was very bad I, if you didn't. I, didn't. I didn't care before the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> I even said that when we when I challenged this to you, uh, I said maybe we'll watch both. But I I I, I I'm almost positive in that episode. I said, but I can't promise anything. <laughs> I'll watch this one because it's a challenge uh, for the show. But I don't think I'm gonna watch the the 2002 version of this movie. <laughs> yeah, I I don't think uh. so. I think during I, we'll talk about it afterwards or tomorrow, but I, I think we should start doing audio commentaries. Just start cranking them out. Just get together at night and watch a movie and just talk. Yeah. And just set them out there. Apparently, there's uh, this new thing for Plex um, called Sync Lounge. It's not new. It actually used to be called something else, like Plex with Others or some shit like that. Where, uh, and I think they don't have, it's not, you can't do it on your television. You would do it on your computer, where what it does. I have that. It syncs my Plex and your Plex, and we can watch the same movie at the same time. Let's do it. Let's, let's you know? record it, let's, and let's use it as an option on Patreon and get on Patreon and raise enough money to uh, pay for a microphone a couple years from now. <laughs> you mean seven or eight? Um, but, Microphones? Uh, no. We'll raise enough years money in, in seven or eight years. Yes. Um, no, uh, I and I think yeah, I should be able to record our audio through Audacity of us talking, and we could, you know, send out the the audio so they can sync it up with the video. I I just found my first draft of the Terror Visions poem, so I'm close. Really, Terror Vision. Yeah, I know. I know yeah. we did. I know we reviewed that one. That that was a yeah. long time ago. Yeah, because I because I wrote a poem based on it. Because <laughs> I'm that kind of guy. Yeah, baby. Uh, so, but, uh, yeah, man, is just me or corporate whores so sensitive? <laughs> usually, they usually are. We've, Jonathan, we've been together for like six months now. D- did you even want to say goodbye? Say, like, you know, the answer is no. <laughs> You're a whore. Go away. You've been sent to me as a whore. <laughs> What the fuck? You're a dirty hua. <laughs> what was the foundation of this relationship? Fuck off. Yeah. I, I I don't know. I'm getting oh, a new it, girl it, shipped later today. You need to be gone. 
and, and speaking of awkward sexual situations, uh, <laughs> when they're in the when he first we first meet his uh, his um, what's his name is his his uh, coach. Oh, yeah, oh, that was Cletus. Cletus. I actually thought that was um, what's his face, the guy that just died recently. His trainer. Um, his trainer. Yeah, his trainer. Yeah, Cletus it, Moses Gun. Right. I actually thought Moses Gun was um, oh, what the hell is his name? Uh, I'll I'll look him up real quick. But I was just I like, I don't know how you can confuse anybody for Moses Gun. But anyway, they're, they they they're talking, and they at one point in a, in a whole kind of jockey, gosh, golly, jarn uh, monkey business. James Khan tackles Cletus, and then they're wrestling on the ground, and then it fades to a fireplace. And I had a I had a I had a flashback. <laughs> what men in love? Men in the lovers. <laughs> I, I was I it was oh no 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 no. <laughs> Yeah. It was it was bad. It, it ended quick. I think I have PTSD from that film. I think I don't. I got a trigger now. Well, um, yeah. So I I love this because this is a sci-fi film where you can say, "Hey, are you at the part of the film where the hero goes to the library again?" <laughs> it's like yes. Uh, huh. You can't uh, take those books out. Uh, it's like, what is this, the reference section? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and then that's... um, And then the, the librarian, who's Ralph Richardson, who's actually God from Time Bandits. I don't know why he didn't correct me on that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yes, you're right. Wait, yeah, him as the librarian. Great. Uh, we're at the point... Now we're at the point of film where, where Ralph Richardson... Argues with a with a water fountain. Yeah, right. Um, Futuristic the, water computers. <laughs> uh, the person that I was thinking of uh, was John Witherspoon. Yes. From. Uh, I mean, John Witherspoon's been in a ton of shit. I mean, he was like in Give House Party. He was in House Party. He was in Friday. Give me something um, I'd, I'd, I'd watch. Something you would have seen. He only died yeah. a few months ago. I'm a white guy. Shave off some of the films and tell me something I'd see him in. Oh, God. What would be the the most iconic thing that you would know? It's like, yep, that's the guy. Like, what would it be? You know it would be something obscure. Oh. Well, he was in I'm Gonna Get You Sucker. He played the Reverend. Uh, no, I saw no. it once. Yeah. I uh, was never a huge fan. It wasn't bad. It was just, eh. There, there's, uh, he played Reverend Morris in Bullworth, but I even as many times as you've seen that, his character probably doesn't stand out enough. No, no, I remember the Reverend there. Okay, yeah, yeah. I know you're talking about. Yeah. So he uh -huh. looked like... He, the, when, they, when they were both young, like from that time period... Uh, I I thought it was him. Nothing nothing in common. I think you're totally off. No, I didn't say they had anything in common, but physical features they looked very similar. Not even close. No. Okay. No. I'm just crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well. Welcome I'll, to the club. I can live with that. Yeah, I know. All right. So. Fast forward. 
James, they want James Conn to leave. He won't. All right, there's your struggle. Who gives a fuck? And they stole his wife at some point, and, you know, he's upset about that. Fast yep. forward to futuristic dinner party slash orgy. <laughs> yeah. It's like a lazy orgy. It, it, it's like it's like if um it's like if they did eyes wide eyes wide shut and everybody was just too lazy to get out of their clothing. Just sat around and leered at each other. That's all that fucking is. And that's we were talking was that was before the show we were talking about screenshots and you were talking about the gun is in one of the movie posters. Uh, there's a, there's a, it looks like a promotional still. I don't know if it was made now or back then, but either way, I, I had to have the still. I had to have it. It was the, uh, right. the incinerator six is what it's called. Right. So, um, where's it going with that? Well, they were all using it at the party. They go outside Oh, that's they right. go, yeah. Th they so, go destroy six trees. Hey, you know, there's no hey, foreshadowing there. Hold on. Let's go blow up trees. Now, I get the whole idea is it's supposed to show that even the upper classes have this this um this taste for violent entertainment. And it's almost as if they're they're feeding that to us. But dude, what do the trees need? I, I I was waiting for James Condor in the whole argument to go is like, are they blowing up my fucking trees? <laughs> I mean, those are his trees. Well, I mean, did you notice they also blew up six of them? Yeah, Obviously, one nice that's. Screen, I got a nice shot of all of them. It's like, this is what happened. What the, yeah. what the fuck? Well, was I this mean, about? it's obviously metaphorical. I mean, it was six trees for the six branches energy, transport, food, housing, services, and luxury. Because they're you using the, the incinerator mark six, it's called. It is, it is too. It is way too big of a metaphor. For anything happening in this film, oh, true. Blowing yeah. up trees is that it would have made more sense to me if, if like, like someone just started stabbing people at random at the dinner party. <laughs> I don't know, something like that. Like there was a car crash and everybody was just watching the news. I, I don't know, something, anything. But it's just it's so fucking weird. It was always that's the one thing I, I remember from the first time I saw this film, just because it was so fucking weird. It didn't make any sense to me. Still doesn't. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. Stop it. Stupid animals. It's enough of that. Yeah. I, uh, why do they hate the trees? I don't I don't know. Oh, and then, and this and now we're at the part where our hero assaults a prostitute. <laughs> Hang on, this, there's an animal trying to claw its way out of the office. Okay. Here, one second here. Let's see if I can get oh. Well, we're gonna we'll we'll get into it uh, when Scott comes back. But that the prostitute, the woman that they send him, he accuses her of being a spy, which realistically she is. She's trying to get him to convince him to retire early. All right, stop so, laughing now before I put my earbuds in. I wasn't laughing. I was merely talking right. about the prostitute that you're talking about. Um, it's the woman that they sent her, the new woman that they sent, or sent him, yeah. I mean. And, uh, you know, he's obviously, he looks at it uh, as if she's there to convince him to, to retire early, or and he's right. Uh, she, she's basically there to uh, just kind of push him along to, uh, you know, what, have him play ball. What I love is that there is actually a contrast between that first scene where he kind of snubs the last, the previous corporate whore, 
And he's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. I, you know, it's like almost like he's embarrassed to explain to her, yeah, you're a whore and I don't give a shit. And then, like, <laughs> you fast forward to this part, and he's he's like so far gone that he's like, oh wait, I I thought you were a person. <laughs> what the hell was I doing? <laughs> you're a fucking whore. Ew. And uh, by the way, I'm not against prostitution in any way, shape, or form. I've never used it. Uh, never had a need to, but I don't. I don't begrudge others their needs. Uh, so any anything I talk about corporate horrors is merely on a philosophical context. Of course, of course. Just, just wanted to lay that out. I'm a progressive guy. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, uh, found that poem yet? Um, so uh, moving on from the party, he, James Con storms out of uh, you know his office. Uh, what is his name in the movie? It's uh, Bartholomew. 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 Um, he storms out of there, and Bartholomew is screaming, "You can be stopped!" Brr, 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 brr. You know, he wants this mutual uh, retirement, this early retirement. James Conn doesn't want any of it. He's questioning it at every angle, and it's like, "We just want you to retire. Can you fucking do that?" And James Conn's like, "Yeah, but why? What's going on? I don't understand. I, I, I don't want to do it." But I also want to point out since the names are a lot more specific than even I mentioned before, because again, there's a, there's definitely a caste system, and the importance of people is is underscored by their name. All the characters in this film, other than James Conn and John Houseman, have two syllable names: Ella, Moonpie, Cletus, Mackie, Daphne, Rusty. Then you have Jonathan E. Technically three syllables. But that E on the end makes it a fourth syllable. Right. And then you have Bartholomew. Bartholomew. So John, yeah. Jonathan is like a lesser, like he's an equal, not based on the hierarchy, but just based on in reality. Like he is an equal to John, John Houseman as a man, as like somebody that can control power and, you know, follow through on something. Uh, he's just not as equal on that plane. I, again, I, I, I don't fault the screenwriting to an extent. I mean, it's based on a short story that was published in a magazine. That, yeah, like, I'm sure it was. You know, what, in 72 or 73 or something? I'm sure it bears no resemblance to the original. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, and, and the fact that that I guess it was considered popular enough or uh, maybe as well written enough to try and make it into a movie. Well, I it's mean, the with, 70s. Again... I, I personally think it's a bad remake of uh, Death Race 2000. Which came out the same year. Right. It, yeah. it, they're very. I think the films are very similar in tone. That's yeah. roughly... That's about it, but... Yeah. You know, but the whole idea of a dystopian society, of violent uh, entertainment for the masses, that's all there. That's a very... It's a very common uh, trope as well, but I, I think it's worth bringing up. Sure. Um, so yeah, moving on from there, I mean, um, James Kahn at that point, uh, is supposed to travel, uh, by himself. He has like his own private helicopter and he decides uh, not to at the last second because he f feels that maybe he won't make it to the game that, that he's supposed to go to. Or, the helicopter's um, not landing anywhere near where he wants to go. No, no, no. So he decided <laughs> that he's going to travel with the team. Uh, to China to play the Chinese team. 
Um, when I rewatched this, I actually laughed out loud at that part. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to travel with the team. I was like, ha! I feel like I pulled a Peter Griffin. It's like, ha! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you are. Uh. Yeah. Now, all right. Now, so, it, so the last, like, the whole third act just takes place at this fucking game. And, uh, or these last two games, let me say. And the game where Moon Pie bites it. Um, why do we have to sit through the whole goddamn anthem? I, I dude, I, it's I was not thinking, even a real anthem. I was there, thinking the same thing. I'm like, this is ridiculous. After the first couple few shots and people looking at each other and people staring straight ahead, you, you made your point. Let's move on. It's like, no, no, we're, we we paid someone to write the song. We're finishing it. <laughs> All right, kind of spiteful. You know, I'm the audience, but you know, go ahead, do what you want to do. It's your film. <laughs> and weird. they did. They, they certainly did. Um, yeah. yeah. And, and they. And... I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say they show Moon Pie getting punched in the back of the head in slow motion. <laughs> Just to Which... drive that home. Oddly enough, I did not get a screenshot of that. I don't know. I don't know how that got past me. I got it. It's in there. <laughs> don't worry. And And after this whole thing, this is. This is the part where our hero goes to the library again. <laughs> again. Hey, you got that stuff I need yet? No. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, let's talk to the water fountain. Maybe they maybe it knows. Ridiculous. And it it's like it's so fucking um uh that whole scene with the library, the old guy in the library is so fucking uh uh Logan's run. Oh, very much so. Yeah, it's so old, old guy. Yeah, it's just the stats, the whole idea that that it's one of those sci-fi tropes that that irritates the hell out of me, but is always entertaining in some way. Yeah, like, I hate it, but it's not bad. It's just like oh, again with this shit, but that still still works. Sorry. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, and what they do with the 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 six uh, branches? Uh, what they keep doing is they keep changing the rules to the game. To make it harder to play, so that well, that's uh, where they start James... realizing they're going to have to kill him. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. They keep doing that, and of course, each time they do it, more and more people are dying in the game. Uh, but James Khan is not, and they're still winning. So, uh, fast forward to the championship game, which is the finale of the film where it is pretty much no-holds-barred, do-anything-you-want rules. and um, Australian football. Yeah, sure. So, <laughs> you know, hilarity ensues. Uh, a lot of people die. They have this old-school, well, not old-school for the time, I guess it was not old-school, but they have a, the marker on, uh, 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 on like the board that shows when a player is out and when they've died. It has a little light bulb. Yeah, that's not old school. Yeah, they've never done that before. But yeah, yeah, no, good. <laughs> they have this like little light bulb that lights up when they're out, and then I it turns off when they're dead. I believe that's how that worked. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> can, can I can I say something uh, very quickly about Moon Pie? Yeah, of uh, before the big game, uh, James Conn's character uses all his, his influence to get Moon Pie's uh, brainless. Uh, uh, a shivo body like to like his own little wow isolated 
<laughs> Why? It's just all, it's, it's basically what it is. Brain dead. You know, Moon pie's brain dead body. Uh, to like that's a not, very. That's not my wow. My wow is <laughs> Terry what? Shivo came up. In I know. Your... <laughs> yeah, I know. But that's 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 Shivo exactly body. Except. Except the, the, the business government doesn't give a fuck about her, so they're not going to like pull Congress in on the weekend to try to pass some shitty bill. Right. So, uh, yeah. uh, uh. But, but that whole scene where you have uh, Jonathan E. there with Moon Pie, and he's like just mumbling to him, and he's in this like beautiful little uh, crypt slash hospital bed he's paying for him for. I thought that whole scene would have been perfect if he pulled the plug on his way out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a, he was, he, don't even change the dialogue. Say, yeah, you're better off than me, man. And at the end, it's just like yanks it and walks <laughs> out. Just, just, just accepting the fate of everybody. Right? Everybody, everybody's gonna fucking die. That would, I, I would, I would have made that scene so much better. I, it's me. Maybe it's the mood I'm in right now. But I like it. <laughs> Could have been. Um, I don't want to just fast forward to the end. I think we were there. Um, well, there's not much else to this film. The pro, like no. I said, when I said it was like a, the theme was a thin veneer of individual versus society. That's really what it is. Everything you need to know is in the first five ten minutes of the film, and everything after that is just watching James Conn's character kind of befuddledly roaming around, bumping into ideas until eventually he decides to just fuck everybody. Uh, and it's just it's a long, yeah. slow drive to that. It's a two-hour film that should not have been two hours. No, hour and a half that's why tops. They had to, that's why they had to blow six trees up in the middle of the fucking film. Yeah, and, and you know it, it's um, so the the end of the film it's uh, Houston versus New York, and uh, James Con is literally the last person standing uh, mm-hmm. to end the game, and he just starts skating in a circle as the crowd chants his name, Jonathan. Jonathan, like over and over and over, right. and then he skates right right into the camera, freeze frame, credits roll. You get that That's, really shitty close up. Oh, terrible! Oh, horrible! And then like, yeah, fuck it, put it up there. But it looks like shit. We're ending the film that way. Put it up there. You know. I, mm. So. There, there. This film is like most '70s sci-fi films. Uh, I, I think. Uh, um. Soiling Green, in the same category, it's very rough around the edges, and where it fails, it fails because mainly sci-fi itself typically fails upon close inspection. It's really just meant, it's meant as entertainment. Yeah. And and, but sci-fi always has to get too deep, and a lot of times it gets deep enough where it doesn't work. It's gonna take a little while, but. I, I gotta say, I'm looking forward to us going into the 80s. Yeah, yeah. I really am. There, there is going so, to be. We're never getting out of the 80s, man. We may There's never. There's so much to see. We, this show might be said and done, but before we get out of the 80s, it's po- It is possible. The 80s. That's when everything just fucking explodes, man. Yeah. <laughs> all, all they did was they took exploitation and they cranked it down to PG. And fucking shot it out, and that was it, man. That was it. That's all they did. All they did was they took the seventies, turned up the like a, a parent approval, put it back out there. Done. Yeah. The and whole even, reason we the, have honestly, the parent yeah. approval. When I say PG, eighties PG is nineties PG thirteen. 
So oh, let's just call oh, it PG thirteen. Oh yeah. Am I, am I definitely right on that, dude? That, here's a perfect example. This is a film that doesn't have any violence in it. But do you remember the film The Invisible Boy from the eighties with the uh, Bug from Uncle Buck? That kid, whatever the fuck his dude, name was. There's I jerk so off much. In the shower so much. I get a hard on when it rains. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm Did laughing. I that from you? I'm sorry. No, no. My line from that okay. is I'm laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I I always like Euphoria. <laughs> Euphoria. <laughs> yeah, but that film that, that film did stick in my head. That film right there, it has swearing, full frontal nudity. Not only full frontal, but I'm almost positive there's Bush. Because he go, he's I, an he's an invisible boy, while. and he goes into the girl's shower. It's been a while. Oh, look at Porky's. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. was an R. That's that. That's an R. <laughs> yeah, I mean. But the Invisible Boy was only rated PG. And that was direct to video. Um. No, I thought that went theatrical. It, it really shouldn't have. No, well, no. Um. And what year did that come out? That was like eighty. That's a high-budget direct-to-video. Invisible Boy. The Invisible Boy. Um, I, I, I have a strong, strong recollection of it being direct-to-video. Could be wrong, but... I mean, my boyfriend's back was out around the same time. Actually, no, that was 90s. No, that no, was 90s. That was like that was 90, 92 or and, something. And that's no better, so... That was a zombie one, right? Yeah. 93. Damn, I still got it. I, within was, a year or two, one. I can I can that, tell you. That was the one where the, the uh, our our platter was assembled wrong at the at the theater and uh reels 3 and 4 got swapped and nobody noticed for 3 nights. <laughs> the fourth day someone was projecting it. I projected it the whole weekend. No one said a word. Monday or Tuesday, someone came came up to somebody and said, "Hey, uh, that film's out of sequence." <laughs> <laughs> That's how bad that film is. Jay Underwood, and you know what's funny about that? It's it's. I bet that you contributed That's... to someone for their for their entire lifetime saying, "I remember this movie being different when I saw it in a I, theater." I I didn't assemble that reel, so I did not contribute. I aided in the contribute contribution. I can't take direct credit. But uh, I don't think yeah, it was called the means, Invisible Boy. I think it was called something. The Invisible something. Dude, what the fuck was it? Invisible the Kid. Weekend, the Invisible Kid. The Invisible Kid. The whole weekend, Joey. Yeah. That's minimum six showings. Minimum on wow. a weekend on Saturday, or and Friday. Even I mean, there was there could have been up to a dozen showings of that film before somebody said, "Hey, that doesn't make any fucking sense." <laughs> um it came out in 1988 in New York City March 30th 1988 Okay so it was Dude. only released in one city and it was New York so we I Dude. it can be a challenge on our show I'm happy about We're, that I'm I'm going to I'm going to be of uh, my boyfriend's back I'm I'm lying I have a copy I'm going to re-edit it <laughs> to the way it was shown at the theater that weekend and you and I are going to watch it. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I'm okay with that. It's a date. We're doing that. We're doing very, that. Very, very soon. 
Oh, oh fuck that, yeah! Don't even think I'll don't even think I'll forget about that. It's no, on. No, 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 no. We'll sync our plexes and we'll watch it. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, uh, came out in 1988. PG, hour and 35 minutes. Invisible Which one? Kid in the Invisible Kid. PG. Yeah, P- PG. Yeah, there was that is not a PG film. Now I I know it's not a film that we're we're re, you know we're reviewing, but the uh, the parents guide has to be great on it. Oh, I I can't I can't even. Two young women's oh. bare breasts are shown in a locker room. Two young men's bare buttocks are shown running down a hallway. <laughs> are you really doing that right now? No, I just read that one because that's the only thing there. Ah. <sighs> One of one found this mild. <laughs> yeah. So not you enough, can really tell enough, that, that not enough that, people uh, have reviewed it. Rollerball has captured our attention because Joey's oh. now reading <laughs> trivia on another film. Yeah. All right. So let's get into uh, let's rate this, and then let's get into your challenge to me. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. I, I have one other note to read. The only other thing I have to say about the whole ending were yeah. Uh, Jonathan E. wins the wins the whole game and individual defeats the the society, which will never last. And they'll probably have him poisoned in his fucking hotel room that night. So, great congratulations. Uh, the only other note I have besides weird closing music, say fucking Frankenstein again. What the <laughs> what, what what are you trying to say? It's not a horror story. Uh, the only other note I have is the last five minutes is nothing but giant sweaty heads looking back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> that's it <laughs> uh imdb has has this at 6.6 right now and let me tell you something uh if we reviewed yeah. it when we were going to which was two weeks ago it was actually yeah. higher it was actually <laughs> at like 6.7 or 6.8 so it actually went down a, a basis point or two but even at 6.6, that is awfully close to a 7. It's way too close to a 7. I mean, um, 7, you're getting into, uh, you know, very good film territory. You know, like BAFTA shit. And, unallowed. Not allowed. You know, making, no. making, you know, best, like, criterion lists and best films of the decade uh, century lists when you get into the 7s. Right. Um... Now, I, I I don't feel strongly about a five. No, I I would I'm lean o- more towards a six. I'm okay with a six. I I think that's fair. I think the film's a bit above average. I mean, what did we do for Soil and Green? We went six for Soil and Green, right? I think we did. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can't imagine five just seems so bland. Five's no. like, eh, I'll forget about it. No, five is too low. Five, I mean. Yeah. We've given some real shit fives, and the, right. as much as many issues as we have with the film, and you know, not truly liking it, I I, I can't give it a five. This this is not nah. a five. I wouldn't recommend this to anyone anytime soon because I've recommended plenty of sixes. But like, yeah, it's got its flaws, but you're gonna like it. This is not one of those movies. I can only see myself recommending it. In, in a situation of oh, you want to know what a typical seventy sci-fi film is? Check this shit out. Yeah, well, you know that's true. that's only <laughs> I, I I can't think of somebody. Oh yeah, you'll never regret seeing this. No, 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 it's, it's definitely <laughs> middle of the road. Exactly. So six, it is. I like it. All right, done. Do you have a challenge for me? 
I thought you were challenging me. I thought I challenged you, Rollerball. No, this is my challenge to you. R really? Isn't this my challenge to you? What do we do before this? Um, hold on. I have. I could give you a challenge if I had to. So same here. But uh, but I, I just I'm confused. Hold, I thought hold, I challenged hold, you to Rollerball. Hold on. It let's, seems like let's... such a Scott challenge. <laughs> uh, here we go. All right. Um, let's see. What did we do before this? We did the Academy Awards. <laughs> before that. Before that, we did Oscar films. Shit. All right. So what was the last thing that we reviewed? Before the Oscars. Before the Oscars. All right. There's the pre-show for the Academy Awards. Starting at episode 15... Okay, we started our Oscars. Okay, so that would go to three. White Line Fever. You totally challenged me to White Line Fever. I definitely challenged you to that. So, so you challenged me to Rollerball? I challenged you to Rollerball. Ah, oh, shit. All right, I can find something. Hang on a second. I, hey, have, recom know. I have recommendations if you can't find anything. Yeah, I know. Don't don't start with that. Nineteen seventy five <laughs> films. Just give me a. I rundown. thought you had a conversation with, uh, with someone, that I was privy to. It was a. It was like a chat where you, where you said you were challenging me to something. Or maybe you were thinking of Rollerball and you got the title wrong. I don't know. I'll, I'll go back and I look. It was like I, Thunder I, something is what you called it. Thunder something. I don't know. Let's. All right. So uh, let's look. Uh, I, I want to kind of a steer clear of black exploitation because it's really there's too much of it, and it's really easy to I'm fall sure. down that like, rabbit hole. Like like Dolomite. Exactly. Uh, Rocky or Picture Show. I don't know. I, I that's a bit too campy. I'm not mm -hmm. sure. Um, we've done Three Days of the Condor, haven't we? I love that movie. Have we reviewed that? I'm not sure. I don't think we have. I think you have. No, I, I don't think... I, I know we've talked about it. Well, we've talked about it plenty of times. But I'm now, pretty sure... Iconically... That we have oh, it. I, oh, I know, what I'm, I know what I'm challenging you to. Can I take a guess? Yeah. I, I already know. But I'm just I'm still looking just to make sure, but I think I already know. Well, uh, I mean... Oh, I, we got Ilza yeah. She-Wolf of the SS if you want to really go off the ranch. Was it released theatrically? Uh, Ilza? I don't know. That still that still applies even with the new Sh format. Shampoo was, but I don't know if I'm willing to go down th there. You ever? Oh, Doc Savage. Ooh, we got to do Doc Savage before we leave 1975. It's on my list. Don't worry. That okay? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot that we could gloss over, and no one would give a shit. But really, no, the Doc Savage uh, is on my short list. Uh, before we leave 75, it's happening. Some people would argue that Ilsa She-Wolf of the SS is a must-review. I'm I'm iffy on that. But I do agree that we should jump back to horror for another episode. I think we strayed away from horror, okay. which is a great section in the 70s and 80s. Um, are you, are you, you're not looking at any lists, are you? No. I just right. have my written list. I have a, a, a bunch of films on a written list for 75. Do you have a film on your list... That has something to do with the number three. No. Anything with Richard Matheson as one of the screenwriters. No. Famous author. Okay. Right. 
Um, Karen Black. Oh, you're not going to get the authors. Never mind. You know what? You're not going to guess this. <clears throat> We're going back to horror anthology films. Yes, sir. Yes. Trilogy of Terror. Trilogy of Terror. That's the one where you get to watch the guy from L.A. Law get chased around by a little voodoo puppet. Uh, well, the one with Karen Black, she gets chased around by a voodoo puppet. Oh, no, he's in the remake of that. That's Or he's like yeah, yeah. part two. Yeah, there's a two. There's a trilogy of terror, too. I think he's in the sequel. Yeah, no, she's the one that gets uh, chased around by the puppet. That's right. That's right. All right. Yeah, this, this is even worse. This is where I came from. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I, yeah, I'm, I'm in it. I like that. I, I love, 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 even though they're mostly bad. I love anthology horror films, especially the classic three-story sure. format, which was around way before Stephen King came out with Creepshow. <clears throat> and his was five stories, I think, so that's different there. Yeah. But uh, I, I have Well, I mean, when, when Creepshow came out, it was obviously, you know, uh, an, an ode to the, you know, the old-style horror a- anthology, so... They're, they're the kind of films, I don't care what the budget is, Halfway through any one of them, you'll ask yourself, was this made for television? <laughs> Every time. Cat's Eye falls into that category. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. yeah. That, that whole sequence with the, with the, uh, the ledge, it's like, this isn't a real film. This was on CBS. Come on. No, 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 no. <clears throat> so, yeah, Trilogy of Terror. That is the Trilo- next one we're doing. Trilogy of Terror. All right. Yeah. I'm going to write it down so I don't forget. I will make sure. I don't. I, I don't think I have that. I should have it. Trilogy of well, Terror. If you don't. I do. I know I do. Well, I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get it, and it'll it'll live right. permanently Joey, in my plex. Yes, sir. Before we wrap up the show, mm-hmm. I I couldn't find my this, my second draft, but I have a rough rough first and a half draft. I'm gonna jog your memory here. Fatal Beauty, the poem. Oh boy! So this is the nineteen what uh, ninety mid nineties, right? Fatal Beauty with yeah. Whoopi Goldberg, eighty seven. Yeah, eighty seven. I'm, yeah. I'm totally off. Whoopi Goldberg, uh, buddy cop film with uh, with um, mustache. I had uh, Sam Rock. No, uh, Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott. The supposed sex scene. The uh, this is Conniger. the poem. I, I uh, I'm trying to create poetry based on the dialogue of bad films. So, I have it numbered differently, so I have to run by the numbers. So bear with me. Here we go. Fatal Beauty. I'm not so good at saying stuff. When you say freeze, do people stop for you? (laughs) Blow, flake, buzz, Colombian cuckoo dust. Not a goddamn word. Not a goddamn word. (laughs) That's the first stanza. Hang on. Here we go. It's a wipeout. All of them and you too. This guy is offering me humble pie. This guy's a real clown. Snot-nosed little whip dickin' designer jeans. Where the fuck's the next line? Oh, undercover undercover suit by Kmart. (laughs) Detective, if you don't mind. Does that come in an adult size? Ah, see, see. <laughs> Fortunately, I have more ass than he has teeth. 
I can't take you I can't take your gut down to the city attorney's office. Draw a line through a dead junkie's name. Get lucky, get laid, but get out of my face. Almost done. She needed a hitting. No, she needed hitting. <laughs> Trucks don't bleed. <laughs> I need a t-shirt now that says that. Dead by fatal beauty. Wait for it. No, that's the last line. Dead by fatal beauty. Death by beauty. fatal beauty. That's it. Uh, if you're going to read more poetry, I'm going to make sure I got like a, a bongo backdrop for oh. you. I'll dust off my bongos and bring them out, baby. Well, no, Dude, you could cut. You hey. could. You can, or uh, you can just concentrate on reading it. You know what pandemic means? What does it mean? Pandemic means free guitar te- guitar lessons online by Fender. Yeah. <laughs> Living the dream. Living the dream. A banjo, getting the whole, getting the fucking band back together. <laughs> uh, yeah, I work on that. I gotta get back to my uh, my um, bad movie beat poetry. Yeah. Ooh, I like Let's, that bad movie beat poetry. I gotta open up that Twitter and just start doing it. See what happens. All right, cool. Do that. Write it down so you don't forget. I won't forget that. Mind <laughs> like a was it? Mind like a steel tarp. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> All right. Let's end the show. Yes. Let's go ahead and do that. All right, everybody. As always, thank you again for joining us for another episode of Movie Sucktastic, episode 325. Um, so you can go to our website, which I am currently in the middle of redoing because, uh, you know, I have to. Uh, it's it's Flash-based. I know. I did it, you know, six or seven years ago when Flash was all the rage. Now... You get warnings from your Google Chrome browser saying, hey, we're going to turn this shit off by the end of the year, so you might not want to continue to use it. It's like, thanks. Uh, I could pay the company to convert the Flash into HTML5 for like three or $400. I don't think I like our design that much to do that. Fuck that so, noise. No. So I'll just, uh, I'll just get another template. Or I can just write the whole thing from scratch. I, I don't know. But anyway, you can go to our website. It still works. You just have to make sure you accept Flash Player to turn on. Uh, you can go to our website and listen to the show. You can download the show. And you can tune in live every week with us. And watch us review a film and hang out. You can go to our iTunes page. And you can download or listen to the show there as well. You can go to our Facebook page at facebook.com. And you can check out when we go live. If we post things, I think I just posted something there the other day. I think I posted a, a, a little clip of of uh, Bobcat Gothwaite from Police Academy 2 when he goes into the supermarket. And it was like, <laughs> like basically, this is how the supermarkets are right now with the pandemic. <laughs> and it's him and his gang raiding the supermarket. <laughs> it, it, it was uh, it was very timely. I, I, I've been playing around and getting... Uh... Uh, very very quick I've been putting uh, audio commentaries onto copies of fil- videos yeah and I, I just did it for World's Greatest Dad and I just tested it and the one spot I tested all you get is Bobcat Goldwave go I don't give any fuck about any fucking entertaining fucking teenagers teenagers are stupid <laughs> that's why I love you I'm back <laughs> uh, you can uh, you can leave us voicemail at 908-514-4470 
If you want to email us, you can. The address is themovieguys at moviesucktastic.com. You can go to our Tumblr page at moviesucktastic.tumblr.com. And you can download the 100% free app for your Android device. Everything I said is in there. You should check it out. It's great. Do it. Do you have any words of wisdom, Mr. Wilson? Sweet dreams, Moon Pie. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. See you later, Moon Pie. <laughs> I swear I thought it was a nick I thought it was a fucking slang. <laughs>